Hello everyone, welcome to Creating Grin, a 5th edition D&D, or Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Keep you on your toes there. <laughs> Real play podcast, set in the homebrew fantasy world of Solaris, that is set on the continent of Alteratus. At the table, we have the three fantastic players that will bring to life their alter egos. My name's Katie, I play Ori Arcalis, a tiefling rogue. I apparently just rolled on being beat beyond. <laughs> and Ari's still full of rage. <laughs> and gross. And I'm Brian. I play Cobra Skullfound, a human grave cleric. And uh, I'm still a little in shock that we actually killed a guard. I'm Jason. I play Gorat Thunderfist, a Goliath fighter. And I am. Also shocked that my peacemaking negotiation tactics did not work <laughs> by throwing Culbricks into a horse truck. <laughs> and my name is Eric, and I will be your dungeon master for this chapter of our tale. So, after leaving Key Village, tangling with a small group of guards <laughs> that was led by Mr. Irrelevant, our heroes being the three of you. Find yourselves traveling northward in a hurry, following a rumor or a lead, depending on how you want to look at it, presented to you by a bastion of Bashir named Arden. In an attempt to catch up and find this mysterious call the raven dwarf that bested you and reclaimed the mysterious map Ari had in her possession back at the Druid Circle. So, the trip to River Rhine is on foot 38 days. On horseback, it's about half that. So, 18 days towards the north. Now, let's pull up our map. Take a look at our map. You guys are there. You can't go straight through or straight north because you'll cut through the sweeping grass plains. And as we established several episodes back, the sweeping grass plains are large five to seven foot blades of mutated grass, essentially, uh, that are turned into, you know, like razor sharp blades due to the great surge that took place um, where the Cillian Swamp currently is. And so that's gonna, that's why you gotta kind of take the gateway road heading out and you gotta take the long way around essentially. So on horseback, you should be able to make it there in 18 days. Okay. Now. It's gonna be fun. Absolutely. Also, I'd say, I'd say hero is a little bit of a, you know, loose term at this point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, just to verify, I did that body and then take it with us. Well, I figured it was on the... <laughs> okay, yeah, just of, of, uh, yeah, Sam had... You got it. Yeah. Um, so, quick narration. We're going to get us into this story. Hopefully get you guys to where you need to be and back on track. We'll see. The first half of the trip is going to be literally nine days of very uneventful, typical spring-like weather uh, during the month of uh, Maya or May, which is considered the month of bloom. Let's get them pencils out and start jotting our etc. 
There's occasional wind, rain, cloud, and sun. Typical weather you would see during kind of that transition from spring to summer. Um, you will pass by many travelers and caravans that are going to and from various destinations throughout the continent of Alteratus on your way there. You have little altercations, if any. It's pretty smooth. You guys will evade any eye contact for guilt of murdering Mr. Relevant, one of my favorite NPCs that I've created. So I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Are we, we're good with like between Kelbris and Gorath, between our feats and that, where food and everything's not going to be. Well, let's take a look at the inventory. I was going to take it. That was I know thing. I'm not going to burn rations because I've got Striker. You know, Correct. So also, depending on how many days, will she recover fully? She does. Okay. Oh. You will be completely recovered back to the living. No penalties. Yep, I got ice in my cup. Let's go pick up nice on these new microphones. Yes. Brand <laughs> new microphones. Yep. Um. So make sure you, like I said, like you should be good food wise. Like you said, you have the survivor ability. Mm-hmm. I think Brian can even make I food have and water. Yep, I create food and water, so I can create forty-five pounds of food and thirty gallons of water. Yep. Um, which is enough to sustain up to 15 humanoids or five steeds. Right. We yeah. Three steeds, three humans, we're good. Excellent. And 24 hours. Excellent. So, yeah, the, like I said, the first half is going to get you, you know, nine days travel. You're halfway northward heading towards River Rhine. Um, no problems food, water-wise. You will find yourself... set up for a long rest as you guys are just a few days outside of the small town or hamlet of River Rye. This will put you about the 16th day. I will kind of move your tokens. I think like somewhere a couple days out, something like that. And let me do my math for my handy dandy. No trolls living under the bridge. Thank you. Yeah, that's probably about right. two days. Um, the one thing you will see, good that you brought that up, the crooked bridge there. Damn it. <laughs> that's, that's listen, listen, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you will pick up that there are evidence or markings of bandits in the territory. As a matter of fact, they literally are called the Crooked Bridge Bandits. Just like in Home Alone, when you have the Wet Bandits, these are the Crooked Bridge Bandits. But you don't encounter any, you're able to avoid them. You will find and follow the proper directions and signs that are getting you to River Rhine. You're going to go off-road on the Twin River Road. There's going to be a small little pathway that just kind of jaunts off, heading northward, heading towards River Rhine. So, picking up this episode, find a mischievous child on the way there to help us with the bandits. <laughs> you, as stated before, you will uh, find yourselves setting up for a long rest, several days or two days actually, um, out of the small hamlet of River Rhine. Um,
I will make a map change there and allow you guys to view the campsite. Okay. As stated before, are you no longer suffer from negative penalties? You're fully restored as far as that goes. Gorath, you are very comfortable with the weather here. Um, the weather at this point being very close or getting closer to the river as well as the mountains, you've noticed that it's gotten cooler, a little breezier from time to time. Um, but Gorath, like I said, you, you're, you're comfortable, you're at home. This is kind of your your space or your zone. Kelbrix, you have been bothered over this trip or plagued by the events over the past several months. You've had restless nights. You've went over tactics and situations inside your head. You've reached out to your friends to discuss some things. But I'd ask the three of you, as you sit around the campsite, possibly eating your evening meal, the horses are tied off. What would you guys like to do? Okay, so I have two questions. Sure. Because we kind of fast traveled to <clears throat> day 16 of this. Uh-huh. Um, one, what all did Ari yeah. get <laughs> off of <laughs> Mr. Guardman? Where did they drop the body? And usually that was going to be my next thing. <laughs> is, is essentially like after like a little bit of a ride out, I was planning on wanting to go kind of off the road and kind of bury him and give him well the table is yours lady and gentlemen i mean you guys can make these decisions and discussions mr mr guardman Mm -hmm. so he does have he does have plate mail armor as established it is loaded with insignias rankings and all kinds of identifying markers of a guardian of the gate guard um, where you stash said body will be up to you. You guys can make the decision yourselves. Um, as far as loot goes, he's got a um, heavy crossbow still. Uh, some bolts, about probably like ten bolts left for the crossbow. Uh, let's see, he has a small coin pouch with about. Five silver pieces and a couple gold. I will break that out and hand that over. Two gold, five silver. Uh, he has. I don't know if you would have. I think they had long swords. Two, three, four. Great swords. I think they had great swords. That's up to you whether you would have. I think he probably would have liked when he felt would have been on the ground. Yeah. I I didn't think you would. Um, He has a ration. Here's your pay. And um, he will also have a small like notepad that he's that he's purchased. It's parchment, obviously, and it's kind of like woven with a leather. Uh, like strap or whatever that looks like he's taking notes um, maybe meticulous notes of like what to do on duty and, and how to present yourself and maybe <laughs> the, the the riot act is, is literally written down on this notepad it's seemingly just a trinket it's up to you what you do with it I'm just going to take the money sure and then it's up to whether he wants the plate mail or not. Yeah. 
And like I said, wherever you guys stash the body is completely up to you. We can either talk about it now, or we can discuss it off air, essentially, and, and put it on the map and fill our listeners in for the next episode. This can be your campfire <laughs> conversation. You guys have the floor. Um, yeah, uh, I'd say we might as well take the plate mail. I don't think I'm going to be wearing it just yet. Um, oh boy. Does Kelbrix bury the body? Yes, Kelbrix most certainly would bury the body. Cool, because while you're doing that, I'm just going to sit there with my hands crossed, tapping my shoulders, just staring at Ari judgingly, <laughs> like, just shaking my head. Who's trying to kill us? <laughs> What does she want me to do? I'm just gonna sit there and keep tapping and like tap, tapping my foot. <laughs> She's gonna start like staring at the sky. <laughs> Not gonna pay attention. <laughs> the moon is full and it's very cloudy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just I'm debating. I'm really debating on <laughs> if we do this like shortly after we left or we hold on to him for a day. Hmm. I think we want to stop like right outside the city. So yeah, I mean, I'd say we probably get a half a day's travel out, and um, and, and do that. Bury him. I will uh, leave a little marker as well for his body okay so you're going to to leave an identification mm-hmm okay that sounds cool nothing nothing at all <laughs> testing these microphones <laughs> see if they really picked up my mumbling oh it it Definitely should have. You can hear it on the podcast like everyone else, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Too much dead airspace. They're figuring and tabulating. Watch them on YouTube. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey. Don't judge me either, Gora. You <laughs> freaking poloed some guy's chest in. Yeah, your hammer. Yeah, I didn't kill him. <laughs> you have probably crippled him for the rest of his life. He's fine. <laughs> you stood on top of him with your horse. Yeah, played man. Dwarven horse. Like, looks after you say that, like, yeah. Um, the other thing I am going to do as well, um, while burying him, I'm going to cast Gentle Repose on him. To preserve. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And this is about, you guys said, about a day outside of Landgate? Yes. Okay, so this will take place. Perfect. For all you listeners out there, that'll soothe your consciousness. <laughs> if you were stressed and worried about these guard, or this guard that are out of the back of a horse, this Calbrook's covets the plate mail that he now owns. He tries to figure out how to not make it look like guard. Yeah. Guard. And that armor. Is- I've I've got a few ideas on, on how to be able to do that. Gotcha. Um, but <laughs> that might cause some issues with the armor itself. 
is what I was. I will tell you this: you've taken a couple shots in your current armor. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't had time to look it up, but I'm pretty sure you can damage the armor, and you're going to be at a minus one to your armor because it's at like one level damage. I'm sure I'll catch a bunch of shit, but I'm pretty sure it's how it works. If it goes up to like minus like four or something like that, it's like completely destroyed. I'll have to nice. dig through the DM's guide. Well, I know like, um, what is it? Rust, rust monster, whatever the rust creatures are. They can damage it. They can damage it. Yep. Not think about that just naturally. So we will, we will play it as a minus one to your armor because you got a couple good shots in previous and previous. <laughs> Things. Two arrows to the shoulder. Yes. Yeah, pretty close. Apply <laughs> pressure. I'm sorry. That's bad. Um, okay. Good to know. That's why I'm letting you know now, instead of in the middle of combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me fix my already terrible AC. <laughs> um, Just put that blade mail on, you'd be good. Yeah, well. You're far away from Langy. No one's going to recognize it. Yes, no, no one will ever recognize it. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Let's just shawl on the cape for You're fine. Right, that's right. It's ponchos. Make a poncho. Ponchos. Okay. All the spaghetti westerns had <laughs> them. Every one of them. Yeah. I mean, I do have a you know, nice traveling something. cloak mm-hmm. that I wear. But, um, okay. I'll, I'll let you guys talk to some people. I gotta figure out a few things real quick. Have you ever been to River Ryan, Oh, I'm sure I've been to Yeah, I, yeah, I've been to River Ryan. Supplies. Go ahead and give me history with advantage. I'll fill you in on what you know about River Ryan. <laughs> or don't know about River Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's a nat 20. Nice. Well. Here's what you know about River Rhine, good sir, gentle <laughs> giant. River Rhine is literally a kind of ramshackle pallet town, if you will, built on like scrap materials and such. River folk that have just made a living ferrying people up and down the river, um, fishing, different various things that involve the river is, is how they made their living there. The people there are very nice. They're modest. They don't have a a want or a need for lavish things. They're just happy and healthy and just thrive in their area. The prices of of ferrying up or down a river are relatively inexpensive. They're reasonable. How big of a river are we dealing with? Yeah. It's... It's equivalent... it's, it's It's probably equivalent to our river. It's, you know... I mean, I don't know the exact dimensions of it. Sure. Yeah. And obviously, it gets wider or narrower at certain points, like most rivers. The river itself leads into the swamp. So a lot of people that want to, like, do exploration or treasure hunting within the swamp, they'll catch a boat or a ferry into the swamp via the river to avoid certain things that you would get entangled with not taking the waters, if that makes sense. 
So this is, yeah, just make sure it's not like a smaller river where you can just, hey, run and jump and get happy no. over it. No, you, you got the conscious yes. effort to get across. Correct. You have to have some form to get over it. Now, the other thing you will know is their boats can go up and down the river. They are magically imbued with uh, runes that allow it to control water, I think is the magic spell I use for something like that so that the currents are not affected or whatever, so they can kind of go up it or down it. You know there is a town several days, I want to say like northeast of River Rhine called Silt Town. Let me double check the name on that before I say that. Yes, Silt Town. It is more of a village. It is a prosperous... um, how do I say it's 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 like a thriving, prosperous boating village. They have a lot of fishermen, a lot of boats that travel, um, and they will ferry people further north to where the ocean is, where the larger cities are and the larger ports are. So a lot of people will eat, like those cities that are up around north um, will you know take a boat or they'll and they'll be able to come inward that way too. Um, but as far as the people and the population go, you've probably never been to more of a gentler, kindler village. Um, very hospitable, willing to negotiate, don't really have any issues. They have like a sheriff, if you will, there. Mostly woodworkers and blacksmiths to keep their ships and their equipment um, up and running. They have um, fishermen that work on nets and things like that. Um, you do get a lot of red meat there. That was the rumor, yeah. Town's been destroyed. <laughs> Just a rumor. <laughs> Alright, so I got something that I'm going to try and do. I'm probably going to regret this very quickly. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take off my scale now. Okay. Uh, there is, with scale mail, there's, you know, leather and the overlapping pieces of metal and everything. Yep. I, especially in some of the areas where it's like broken, I'm going to pull a few of those pieces of metal off. I'm going to heat them. Our campfire. Oh, you're gonna try to repair it? No, I'm going to. Forge weld it onto the plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly correct. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. To well displace the some of the insignia. So you're gonna modify the plate mail yes. visually. Hmm. Yeah. What do we do for this? Okay. Could you not heat the plate mail and like try to get the insignias off that way? I could. I thought about doing that as well, but I think it would be more of a risk of permanently damaging the plate mill if I mm-hmm. do it that way okay. versus just covering it up. Yes. Okay. We're going to need a bigger fight. That's what you need. I was looking and double checking clerics don't get heat metal. No. <laughs> uh, I would say, tell you what. 
We can either do a group survival check or whoever's got the best survival could try to forage for enough timbers and woods and things to get a significant fire if you'd like. Sure. And then we'll see how this plays out. It's going to be extremely... Well, I don't want to say extreme. It's going to be difficult. Yes, I Um, figured it would be very difficult. As far as what to roll, this is a brand new one on me. (laughs) Uh, I feel like it's just going to be a... Probably an intelligence check followed by, like, a dexterity check, I would assume. Which are, you know, my two absolute... Best. You think it would be more strength? That's. Mm. What are we talking about? Like looking for firewood? No, that's the actual no. forging part. Oh yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I, I was think. I mean, I, I I'm going back and forth between strength and dex. I would think strength for just covering up. If I was yeah. trying to make delicate modifications. Okay. I think like the anvil and thing would be more of a strength thing with a mighty good eye to smash it than the the He does have a worn warhammer. He can pound that on for that's that's exactly what I'm gonna be okay Um, have a hammer or anything. Then here's how we'll play this. I'll let Brian use the intel or sorry, Kelbricks use the intelligence. You can do the intelligence check and then if you trust and you're gonna hand it over to Grath Grath, you can make the strength check. I don't know what I'm doing, so you have to point me in the right direction. She wants to do the survival check. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's pull that trigger. This area is not as heavily wooded as other places that you've been. I have a 14, 10, and a 4. Okay. I have a 6, 3 plus 3. You're too focused on your armor. Yes. I have an unnat 22. 16 and 6. Perfect. Uh, between the 14 and the 22, correct? Yeah, you guys will scrap up as much timber as you can. And you make a fairly significant fire. You obviously know the heat is going to come from more of the embers and the coals and things. But I'm going to say that you construct the bet with the material that you have. You will construct the best fire that you can in order to attempt this. Okay. Does that make sense? Is that fair? Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is a long shot, I'm sure, but this is why we play this fantasy game. Yeah. Fantasy not? game. Um, no. I have destroyed two pieces, you know, two separate things of armor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that, man. <laughs> Screw it up and you got nothing. A shield? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm only taking off, like, little pieces of where it's already broken. I right. might take it down to a minus two. All right. So, it's going to be <laughs> intelligence. Uh, for Kelbergs. Oh. And, and it's going to be a moderate difficulty, sir. Oh boy. The strength is probably more of what I'm looking for. That's a one. Okay, he gives you instructions on what he wants you to do. <laughs> one plus zero for yeah. one. Yeah, so he gives you these instructions. <laughs> Do you think Ari being an urchin would have like any sort of I was rolling insight check. You're looking at Gorath as I'm getting like, to wind up. I'm not 20, 17 and 3. Those dice are good so far. Yeah, you stop and like, whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. Role play that out for our audience there. So Gorath, what 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 we're gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoot the little piece of very hot metal onto 
this emblem, and then I'm just gonna need you to just do a nice no. good pound on his hands. No! <laughs> Maybe we should go about this a slightly different way. <laughs> I mean... You usually need something like to bond the metals. <laughs> <laughs> or at least line them up a little bit better. I can get it. <laughs> I can get it in there. Um, hmm. I mean, you know. Have you done this before? No. You got a devil on one shoulder and Ari telling you one thing and going, I would. You at least both sides of the metal, <laughs> both pieces of metal. No. And what are you, you, how are you heating them? Tell our audience. <laughs> so legitimately, I am uh, just taking the one piece of, like a, a small piece of the scale mail, correct, and putting it into like the embers and everything yeah. of the fire. How are you retrieving it? Uh, I'm going to use the end of my magical mace <laughs> and pull it out a little bit and just kind of knock it out. I don't have tongs or anything. No, I understand that. That's why I was curious yeah. to find out. I'm literally just doing that and like just moving it enough out of the fire to sure. where I can like kind of roll it on and... Yeah, this looks this looks dangerous, Ari. <laughs> You're like, somebody's gonna get violently burnt. I'm the only one who has defense against fire here. <laughs> um... You can hold it. I want to try and find something to use, like tongs almost, or see if I can do it. I have a crowbar I mean, and a hammer, so at least maybe like. I mean, you could probably cobble some tools together to be better than a head of a mace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. I got nothing. Working together. So you'll, you'll be able to do it. Are you going to help assist in this? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I will let you make the intelligence check. Okay. Which I'm sure will be better than a one. Hopefully. At least by a one. That's a little bit. Uh, five and four. Nine. Okay. <laughs> it's not a one. It's not a one. Okay. <laughs> So I got, yeah. I got this candle that can that, that can melt the wax <laughs> and use it to bond the metals together. Okay, so describe to us how you're doing this, Ari. You got a nine. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take whatever little tools I managed to MacGyver together and try and pick the stuff up. Yep. Out of the fire, make sure both sides are at least heated. Give me an athletics or acrobatics of choice. See how nimble you are at this, then. I'm doing acrobatics. Alright. So you use these cobbled tools. 17 and 6 for 23. Okay. Alright, that's good. It's it's a little rough going, but you get it up. It is heated. The best you can tell. It's glowing. Um, hopefully we would have found, like, a sturdyish rock. Uh, yeah, there's mail sure, down. absolutely. Plate mail and mm -hmm. put the other one on top. Absolutely, of it. yeah. And uh, try to hold it in place, I guess. All right. That's that goes to swing at it. Make an attack on this. Oh, oh, oh this would be great. Uh, that is a fifteen, eleven, and a four. Yeah, that hits. He will swing the worn hammer, and it will clatter and clang and ring out. Ding, ding. I'll be a little bit of spark as the metal that was placed on there from the previous armor 
is still glowing. <laughs> it, you you move you like you kind of like withdraw your tools and everything like timing wise so it works out. It's on there. It covers up the insignia. It definitely looks as if it's intentionally covering something <laughs> up. It's fine. I, I, is it a blacksmith? Well, well, there's one there still. Well, yeah. I, you know, we just had to make a quick yeah, patch yeah. job on it because yeah. uh, they've gotten a hole in it from getting shot with an arrow. Yeah. And that's what this is about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing, you know. I got it. It's I not just work yet. Ten boards. Not only now I am now a forger. <laughs> I would swing at it again where Ari was holding on to it. <laughs> I will swing again. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. As long as both pieces well, are still glowing. <laughs> that's a 13. Nice. That hits, makes connection. That was fun. <laughs> How is your attack only plus four? It's a strength. Oh, it's a strength. It's a strength. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. I mean, it, it's beginning to not glow as bright. Yeah. It, it is holding, like you can kind of pick it. it, it it'll, it'll suffice. I will say that it will take away the penalty. Oh, oh. Well, no, this is that's correct. I'm sorry. It's that's what again. Like, no, that yeah. it, it looks it looks great. Yeah, yeah, good. And uh, I'll go ahead and just quench it with a little bit of peanut uh, water. A little peanut. <laughs> Gora, the <laughs> 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 test. <laughs> um, and I am I'm, I'm gonna take a look and and could I use an insight to see like. Yep. Determine how bad this is. Yep. I also. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I, by all means. <laughs> yeah, that's nineteen plus six for a twenty-five. It, it functions great. It has done the job of covering it up and masking it, but it, it does. <laughs> I, mean, I rolled in that one for my insight. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like a piece of <laughs> You're proud of your memory. Yes. I had a 19. Both of you realize it, it's going to function. You can't tell what's underneath it, but it's definitely like putting a patch on your blue jeans. <laughs> you know there was a hole there. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm okay with that. If, if you can't tell what's underneath it, I will, I will gladly no. put yep. that plate armor yep. on and take my scale armor off. Yep. That'll work. <gasps> Especially with the the broken scale mail. Yeah. That takes my AC from 13 to 20. There you go. Dang. Putting the plate on. Now he can take a shot. Yeah. To the <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy I can do anything that a dwarf can do, but better. <laughs> there you go. Anything a dwarf can do, I can do better. Oh, I can do better. blacksmith. All right, so it's getting late. Your bellies are full of food. You guys have tested your forging skills. I'm going to suggest not starting a forge with yeah. these characters. Just saying. No, no, no. We are. Like, oh, like, come on. This is the first step since yeah. season two. This is the fourth one. Season two. All about forging metal yeah. wars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, back on task. Yeah. What's the party doing? Are you going to take watches? What are they going to be? What's the plan? Yes, definitely taking watches. 
I can I can take first watch. Okay. I'll take second. Uh, I'll take the last. Okay. I'd like each one of you guys to roll me just a d20. Tell me the result of your roll, please. I am lucky number 13. I have an 18. Oh, right. It's seven. Okay. <laughs> who's got first watch again? Me. Okay. And who's got last watch, Gorath? Okay, it's all I need to know. And I'm gonna... I'm During this journey, I, I want to be, like, during watches and stuff, flipping through the uh, book uh, in the journal of Bristol Ironclad. Oh, excellent. I thought you'd forgotten. Nope. I should have known I was better. I to remind you, too. Yeah. Um, that's an insight as you're reading. <sighs> That's three plus six for a nine. Okay. It's not terrible. Um, I'll say this. With a nine, you're probably going to read for maybe like 30, 40 minutes, and it's kind of like really boring. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm just not in the mood kind of vibe. You pick up a few little tidbits here. It kind of turns into more of a tedious read as, as opposed to an informational read. There's more information. It's a bigger journal. You just kind of take a moment. Mm-hmm. You hear noise off to the west where these large rock formations are and you look as both Gorath is sleeping and snoring probably they don't (laughs) Um, and Ari is resting as well she's snoring (laughs) (laughs) Alright, um, I am going to get up, uh, casting light on my mace. Alright, let me make sure you got light on your token. What you see is a dark silhouetted cloaked figure kind of coming seemingly right around or out of the rock formation. Um, okay, your token heals... Uh, light is what, 40 feet? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay, turn it, turn it on, turn it on. Right, there you go, buddy. Grass and rolls the opposite direction of the light. No. Ari has shoved her face into a pillow. Okay. Or a rock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or the rock. <laughs> and they settle down, you see this figure, the light kind of shines. What you see from the figure is a very uh, tall, probably about six foot four-ish male figure. Very strong uh, square features. Kind of a nice kempt beard. Uh, That's that's full. Uh, Kind of very dark arched eyebrows. Uh, Skin tone is like slightly bronzed, like a good tan. Um, You can see kind of peeking out from the uh, cloak that's kind of drawn a bit of armor that looks like really good as you will hear yeah I'm like yours as you will hear a voice call out and say hello Kelbrix you you have no idea 
confused. Yeah. Hello? Don't be uh, talking to yourself. Turn it off. I'm not talking to myself. Someone's here. Now, fun fact is the two of you do not hear any of this other than him talking to himself. Sure, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like you're not even like acknowledging you. I just say just just just, just shut it up and go to bed. Turn the light off. Stop talking to yourself. I'm back to sleep. So you'll move in about ten feet closer to where you are, and you get to seeing that this manly figure is dressed as a warrior or a soldier would be. As he looks to you, he's got a smile. When you get closer, put a little bit more light onto him. He'll pull back the hood. As he does, he has a big full set of like dark raven black hair that's kind of like pulled back tight into like a long ponytail. You would assume you can't see the ponytail just yet, but the way it's pulled back, it's kind of what you're leaning on. Have you been having trouble sleeping? Little restlessness, consciousness got the best of you, is what I'm saying. Yes. I've noticed you've displayed a significant amount of power in your last altercation with these guards at Landgate. Inflicting wounds, vampire touch. He kind of smiles. He moves over and has a seat on a, a protruding rock here. <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> They've returned. I'm going to move a little bit closer. <clears throat> you seem to enjoy the taste of power that you were wielding in your hands. The things you were inflicting on those guards who deserved it, don't get me wrong. No, they And didn't. I'm sure my mother hasn't spoken to you quite some time, has she? That's what I'm saying. You can make a religion check. Uh, 15 plus 3 for 18. That's really good. Um, your goddess, the goddess of death, Morgana, is the mother to a couple gods or goddesses, one of which is Cillian, the god of war. There's a good chance he seemingly has randomly picked you or chosen you or is approaching you as your compatriots continue to slumber away by a nice warm fire from fortune. Speechless, huh? <laughs> That's what I'll say with a very charismatic smile and laugh. Well, it's rare for an individual to speak to single god, let alone be approached by two different ones. Oh, my friend, we wager for war over you all, all the time, is what I'll say. You just don't see it all the time. There's someone courting your friend over there. She just doesn't know it yet. And for the large fella, he's on my list. It's just not his time. 
Okay. Everybody's taking notes today. <laughs> it's all in his noodle, that's right. And what what would you have me do? Just keep doing what you're doing. That's what I'll say. Use your powers. <laughs> Powers I have are granted by your mother. Sure. That's what I'll say. It's how you use them is what I'm interested in. The way you display them. The power that you've shown. The anger that <laughs> you clearly displayed. There's many people or folk inside of that little tiny village of Key that saw you. And are whispering and saying things, is what I'm saying. He'll stand back up. He seems to exude this time like he's even taller, if that's even possible. We'll speak again. This won't be the last time. Bye bye, is what I'm saying. He'll start heading back towards the rock. As I'm just going to stand there. Just as he will fade away into the darkness. <sighs> you stand around and you literally have lost track of time. You don't know how long it's been. It feels later than when you ran in or spoke with Cillian. But now your state of confusion is even more than it was several days ago. Yeah. And why hasn't she reached out to you? Is what you're questioning yourself. Hmm. I don't like this. <laughs> I love it. I know you do. <laughs> uh, all right. Um... I'm gonna do a just quick walk around the perimeter. Yep, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, perception is uh, 5 plus 6 for 11. Okay, it's not terrible. You pretty much have a good grasp of things within your source of light and the fire. Uh, horses seem to be resting comfortably. Um, Buttercup is eyeballing you as you get in your buttercup. <laughs> yes, yes. I know. And you, for a brief second, you're pretty sure you see him kind of shake his head now, but it <laughs> could be your imagination. Just playing tricks on you, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But you will pass the torch, pardon the pun, <laughs> to who's next. Sorry. All right, all right. Some covers will make way to his friend Ari. Nudge. And get nudged by Kelbricks. Could give me an insight check, Ari. You've noticed the change in Kelbricks over the past 10 or so days or, or, or whatnot. 
eating three for eleven. Uh, he looks a little more rattled. There's a he's just you're not hiding in, are you, Kelbrooks? No. Yeah, he looks uh, a little shaken, like he's seen a ghost. You good? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing shit. Oh, um, what what are you seeing? <laughs> um, well, I'm eighty five percent sure that um, I just talked with Cillian. The God. war and yeah. What did why? I I don't know. Apparently he's got his eye on me. Okay. Also, someone has their eye on you. Turn of these gods. <laughs> Yeah. At least he didn't kill you. <laughs> or something. That's true. <laughs> but I I don't I haven't been sleeping well. It's, it's, it's I don't know if it's real. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna like stand up and pat you on the head. Like, <laughs> you go to sleep now. <laughs> well turn off his light. Move to his bedroll and <laughs> your watch will start. I'm just gonna walk around. Sure, go and get your perception check. Keep it on things. Sure. Fifteen six. That's really good. Halfway through your watch, you hear what sounds like breaking wood twigs. It gets a little louder, and you begin to kind of feel a little vibration. Very faint. You're pretty attuned with your perception. And what would you like to do? Um, sound like it's coming closer? It does, and it sounds like it's coming from the northeastern direction. I want to... Up, see if I can see anything first. Okay. You move away from camp, so you're starting to take a look. You can hear it's getting a little bit louder, and it's definitely coming from the northeastern direction. It's coming from on top of the hillside, somewhere around here. And you believe you start to see large shadowed movement coming through that kind of cluster of bush and trees and you hear this thunderous crack as one of the tree kind of like breaks over um and you are going to see two massive mounds of creature breaking through as your eyes have locked onto Two of these things you've never seen before. Yes, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to run back and yell and go out. Alright, <laughs> so you can make your movement. You have free reign to yell. Grab 
<laughs> grab this large things. Uh huh. Grab, you are awakened <laughs> by your friend. I have a large thing. Why are you worried about it? There's more large things. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> they don't look friendly. Please come help me. Right. I do not want to die again. <laughs> Get up. Let's start an initiative. You will not be surprised. There was enough time. I have a 10. 8 and 2. Alright, so Gorath right, has 10, 8 and 2. 10 for the I have a 2. 4 minus 2. <laughs> Ari. Uh, 13. 10 and 3. Good. Now for our large friends here. Already determined what they have. It's gonna be a competition at the <laughs> number two initiative. <laughs> okay. So for the listeners out there, we have creature, which is actually an ogre. Uh, that will be the first initiative slot with a 16 initiative. We have Ari with a 13 in initiative spot number two. Gorath will be in the third initiative spot. Our second ogre will be in the fourth as Kelbrix is trying to wake up mm-hmm. in the last position. <laughs> Yep. All Sorry, right. you're getting to sleep. So, yeah, there is this that excuse me that rings <laughs> as this massive mound of ogre right here will begin to charge. And it will leap off the cliffside and land directly next to Sam. As. Ooh, that will. I'm gonna roll for us. When he lands, it's not pretty. He will actually land and will stumble over some rocks and will land prone on his not prone, he'll, he'll land on his hands and knees um, and now we'll end his turn as it is now your turn Ari Sam Buttercup and Dwarven Horse are frantic as they are tied up to the nearby trees or brush um as much as I don't have any luck with it, I'm gonna try and shoot him with my short bow. Uh, 12. 6 and 6. 
A 12 will hit the creature. Oh my gosh. It's like the first time. It's like a different Ari to me. One session or something. Six. Six points of piercing damage from the arrow. And I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. For now. So not moving. Next up is Gorath. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, I am gonna get up. Uh, equip the uh, warhammer and pull out a shield. Okay, take some movements. Now, pulling forth the shield of the warhammer would be an action. Yeah. Because you have one object interaction, so one would be for free, the other would cost you. Rules lawyer? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. I want to play it fair. Best Pretty I can. Sure. Pretty sure. That's okay. the case. Alright, well then that'll be my turn. I'll okay. have everything movement and action done. Right so there. you move what, 20, 30 feet, 30 feet in the eastern direction? Yeah. Heading towards the ogre. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second ogre will do the same thing as the first. He will rush, leap off the he sticks to the landing as he is upright. He will get to continue his dash. So he will rush right between Ari oh, wow. and Kelbricks. Since he's moved within range, can I go to reaction for that? It's only if he moves out of the engagement. Okay. Yep. Kelrix. This thing comes bounding in and just rushes right up out of nowhere. Slobber hanging from its jaws, stench filling the air. It's massive, a great club in his hand. Yeah, um, that's absolutely terrifying. It sure is. Um, I am going to get up, uh-huh. pull out my mace. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pull around it. And I am going to swing at it with my mace for the first time <laughs> since I got the new mace. Okay. See, modified mace from Syndra, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Yeah. Let's hope it works. Uh, that is 12 plus 7 for 17. It hits. 12 and 7 is 19. Or 19, yeah. Great. If I can count. <laughs> this episode math. This episode math. Um, and then I am going to also use a charge from it. Uh, 
So, as I strike at it, flame extends from the mace into this large ogre creature. It sure does. So, that will be six. Uh, ten points of damage. Wow. Four fire. Four of it is fire, and two or six of it is um, blood. All right. In case that matters. Excellent. Uh, and then, as a bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and um, cast spiritual weapon. Okay. And take a strike on it with that casting that's at the level. So I'm going to summon a. Um, kind of serial mace right there to the north of it. I'm gonna bop it on its head, hopefully. But, um, that will be a 18 to hit, 12 plus 6. Uh, that will hit, yes. And that will deal 7 points of force damage. There's your mace. Beautiful. Is the position fine for you? Yep, that'll work. And what was the total on the force damage? Uh, seven. Perfect. I will reduce it. There you go. And that's all for me. Perfect. You should be able to control check your token. Yep. yep. Okay, so you can do your own thing with it. That'll end round one, bring us to the top of round two. These hardy creatures are ambushing or attacking our party. The ogre that did not complete his or stick the landing is going to now use half of his speed to pick himself off of his hands and knees and is going to charge towards a friend Gorath right about oh, Sam, attack of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him. And he will, as he's rushing in, he pulls up the great club as he is holding his action ending his turn where he currently is about not quite engaged with Gorath. Bring us to Ari, your turn. Alright. Um... Obviously I'm going to turn dropping my short bill. You will get flanking. Just so you know. Thanks to Kelbricks, you guys are lined up diagonally. Perfect sync. Of course, if I drop it, I'm not sure. No. That's free. And then four of my rapier. That's your. It's my action. No, it's not. No? That's your object interaction. To drop a weapon is fine. Okay, cool. So you can just throw it on the ground to where it can be stepped on and broke. Yeah, so I can use it most of the time, right? <laughs> so. Rapier comes flying out. Pull the rapier? Yep. 16, 10, 6. That hits. Roll with advantage, just in case you... Correct, in case you scored now. But it was a 17. Okay. 23. Definitely hits. Okay. 4, and 3 for 7. And then, I get sneak attack as well. Yeah, I do. 
good. This creature's hurt. Cool. Just showing it like it's grabbing at the back where the rapier punctures into the large blubbery flesh. It's just like <laughs> jaws kind of flapping, pain exuding. Gorath. Well, I'll move to engage. I'm sure we'll spur his reaction. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a penalty with Great Weapon Master of minus five to my attack. Yeah. I'm going to swing. That is probably not going to hit. Seven. Fourteen. Nine. Nine to hit. Nine does not hit. You gonna try it one more time? Okay. Thirteen plus seven minus five. Fifteen to hit. That will hit. One-handed sack. Yep. Uh. That is seven plus four for eleven plus ten. Because I took a penalty. It's 21. 21 to hit. Yeah, that, that's a first 21 points he did. Yeah, that is going to hit him and he staggers. Like, holy cow. Um, that will now trigger his reaction. <laughs> he will attack with this great club of his. He will swing with a nine to hit you. Hey. That will miss because it digs into the earth nearby. Anything else you wish to do, Gorath? That will be my turn. All right. We go to Ogre number two, who is flanked by Kelbrix and Ari. As he is going to now... Take the Great Club, and he is going to twist around to direct his attack on Ari, who inflicted the most damage on him, or the most recent damage. He will swing with a 20 to hit, yeah. and he will get to deal. Do uh, mm. You... We'll tell the listeners what Uncanny Dodge is for those uh, who don't know. With Uncanny Dodge, a attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use reaction to have the attack's damage against you. You can, if you wish to do so. So, the initial damage is going to be 15, so half of that will be 7. Are ogres considered medium or large? They are large, giant creatures. That will end the second ogre's turn, bringing us to Kelbrix. Yay! Kelbrix is going to do the same thing he just did, um, which is attack with... um, the mace. Yep. Spiritual weapon goes swinging, which that is caught. It's 69. Uh, okay, so 10 plus 7 for 17. Okay, that hits. 
That'll be six points of damage from the mace. Okay. And then going to attack it with the spiritual weapon. Okay. It's going to be close. That is a 14. That will six. 14 will it? Nice. Max damage. Uh, 11 points of force damage. Oh, wow. That blow is going to stagger and make him fall down to his knees. He is badly hurt. Are you? Is that it for you? That will be all for me. All right. So that will end round two, bringing us to the top of round three as the ogre currently engaged with. Gorath is going to attempt to grapple Gorath. And that will turn into a athletics check for the ogre versus an athletics and or acrobatics for Gorath. So it's a competitive check. I would do athletics. I have a 17. 10 and a 7. So the ogre attempts to grapple with you he will lay his large meaty hooks on your shoulders and you will you will essentially just kind of take both your arms and drive them between his and just snip before you can get a complete hold on you break the grapple not today i have wrestled with this <laughs> you cannot test me ogre. yeah that will end the ogre's turn bringing us to ari i am Stabbing. Attempt. Still got advantage, right? Yes, currently. Position seven change. Still flanked. Uh, eleven and six. Seventeen. That hits. Seven and three. Yeah, sorry. Seven and three for the rapier. Eight for sneak attack. So eighteen. How does Ari want to do this? Um, he's turned towards me, right? He's yes. Okay, I'll say with the uncanny dodge, I kind of like took a step back. Yeah. So I'm gonna like almost fencing, shove my rapier forward straight into his heart. Nice. <laughs> so striking true. The blade will pierce through straight. The creature will seize and then begin to lumber forward towards you, Ari, as you kind of quickly and nimbly back up as it slams into the earth and kind of lets out this. Okay. Anything, anything else you wish to do? Can I use my object interaction to pick up my short belt? You sure can. <laughs> Apiar in one hand, bow in the other. Yes. Gorath, your turn is up. I feel great. I, my wrestling with bear has paid off. <laughs> I will. Uh, bear. I will also um, use the great master attack again. Take a five point uh, hit to my attack roll. Okay. Trying to get the extra damage. I like Trying it. Trying to get the extra damage against Beefy Boy. 
<laughs> He's a big, beefy boy. That's... He's a beefy boy. Nope. That's a four plus a seven. So 11 minus five, that's a six to hit. Nope, that'll miss. <sighs> Try again. Same thing, one-handed attack. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nat 20. That'll hit. Alright. So, double your damage dice, and then add your modifier. Seven plus four, plus four, plus ten. Plus twenty-five. Twenty-five, yeah. Woo! Oh! Oh! Nope, never mind. Never mind. The ogre will be lifted off the ground with the attack as he will literally go about five or six inches off of his feet into the air and will literally land sitting straight on his butt. Staggered and stunned. I mean, if there was cartoon birds floating around his head, I mean, that was a shot. Go ahead. On your turn, when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero with one, I can make one melee weapon attack as a bonus action. Go right ahead, sir. And I will also take, not take the penalty this time. That's a 22 to hit. It will definitely hit. And that's another six points of damage. How does Gorath want to do this? Oh, just straight down from caving his head in. Yep. So the creature kind of sways a little bit as you literally will pick up the one hammer with both hands and just kind of carnival style straight on top of the dome. And you will hear it and feel it kind of crack as it just kind of and then just sloths over. Well, be careful. We're getting close to the demon spider. There might be ogres around there. Okay, just just to let you know. Something to tell us beforehand. I'm going back to bed. My bedroll is covered in blood and slobber. Well, you do magic things. You can clean it. It'll be fine. Just dump thirty gallons of water on it. I'm sure that'll solve the problem. Go ahead and give me a insight check with advantage. I'm glad you said what you said about the spine mountains. <laughs> not much. I've got a uh, eleven. That's not terrible. Uh, you've you've tangled with these several times. You've dealt with these. These are predominantly in the Demon Spine Mountain. Both Kelberg and Ari. This is the first time you've ever seen an ogre. You Going back to why I wrestled bear. I need to, ogres have bested me before, and I had to, I had to test my strength with bear. He was much better than these ogres. You still got them soulless. You also know, Gorath, that they are way out of their territory. And this is extremely strange for them because they don't really leave the mountains. They're usually on this side of the river. Kelper, still give me a perception check as you look around to see if there's any more coming. Hmm. And you're evaluate, evaluating your bedroll. That's perfect. I'm, I'm too focused on my bedroll. <laughs> To see anything else around with a nat one plus six for a seven. <laughs> okay. So your general perception does absolutely nothing, but your passive perception is. Uh, my passive perception is sixteen. Yeah, you take the time to look around, and everything looks great and clear. You're focused right on the bedroll, but out of the corner of your eye, 
just out of your peripheral, you will see the silhouette of that cloaked figure you encountered kind of wave at you in the distance from the direction up here where yeah. the ogres came from. <laughs> All right. What's wrong? I'm just like you aggravated. This is, this is an adventure, isn't it? This is what we're outside of Demon Spike Mountains. Yeah, I, uh... I got the God of War trying to court me right now. <laughs> like, like, take me on a date? <laughs> what is this God of War? What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> is this the one you saw? Yes. I swore I saw him up on, on the top of this ridge as well. The two of you look and see how they... You were sleeping. <laughs> what a rude move. Who, who's the god of war? What? I would say that both... I would probably say, Ari, you, you're actually starting to show, like, all jokes aside, some, some concern for him, because he's starting to now... He, he's hallucinating. Yeah. He's completely stressed. He hasn't been sleeping good. He's probably had several nightmares. He's talked a lot in his sleep. Yes. Yeah. So this might be a sign of genuine concern for your friend. Are you, are you sure there was something there? Um. Eighty sleeping. I'm eighty percent positive that I saw what I saw. It's nighttime. It's the fires throwing shadows. Or he's coming for you next. Who? You can't Silly even man. see in the dark. <laughs> what silly man is coming for me? There's no silly man, man coming for me. What are you talking about? I'm in the middle of the woods. You should go back to bed. You'll be dreaming about silly man later and we'll be alright. Well, your bed roll over. Away <laughs> from the ochre. Go around some watch. Just steal his for now. As she does that, you literally hear. <laughs> As it just excretes all of its <laughs> air and fluids, you know, like what happens when that happens. <laughs> it's atrocious. Sorry, you quickly come. Oh, no, I'm going to my bed roll. Goodbye. Might as well just throw the 30 gallons of water on it and get yeah. <laughs> outside the fire. That's exactly what I'm going to move it. Move my bed roll a little bit. Sure. Use my last third level spell. Okay, sure. Create 30 gallons of water and another, you know, bunch of food as well. Another 45 pounds of food. Gorat, have at it. <laughs> you guys go to sleep. I'll take care of the over bodies. Okay. <laughs> so, things settle down. You guys adjust the campsite away from the ogres, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'm just going to kind of take them off. Visually, that's what I'll be spending the first part of my watch just dragging them away for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gorath, your watch will go uneventful other than carrying away the ogres. Little, little excrement paths along the way, sure. <laughs> um, everyone will get a long rest in, you guys will get a late start to the morning because some of the long rests were interrupted, but you will be able to get a, a long rest in and recuperate everything. Oh. I will make sure myself and the horses are well fed with the 45 pounds of food <laughs> while they're sleeping. So the next day, 
you guys will go about your ritual. You'll feed yourselves, make sure the horse is taken care of, pack up your gear, head out probably about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. You guys normally, when you're traveling, you try to get, what, I would say like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, get going. So a couple hours later, you feel tired, obviously. Your head is almost like pounding with a light headache because of the immense amount of stress and pressure you've been under. Um, but you guys will travel without any issues, making it to... Oh, I got a new map, guys. <laughs> the Demon Spine Mountains. Check it out on YouTube. Yeah, it's all pretty. Isn't that just so nice? That's so pretty. Yeah. You guys will find yourself at the very bottom of the map, and you will see in the distance um, what used to be or where um, a river Rhine was. Is on our map. It's Smoking Village. Yeah. Um, as you kind of all line up there on your horses, looking at what you currently see is. I mean, there's a few buildings still standing, but there's a lot of damage and debris, and there's a lot of tents. It looks like there's people that are moving around, cleaning up what had taken place. Um, also, um, like I said, there's a kind of like small tent village, if you will, it's been set up for like shelter and things for the survivors. Ari, your passive reception is the highest. Pretty sure. It's twenty-one. You hear <laughs> you hear a very faint sound of a horse from behind you before anybody else. I'm gonna turn and look. Yeah. In the distance, you can see a rider approaching fairly quickly. One single rider. I'll say, someone is rapidly coming this way. We should get out of the way. I'll turn to look at who it is that's coming. Your perception check. Say, uh, 15 plus 6 for a 21. Awesome. I have an 18, 17, and 1. Awesome. Um, you will easily be able to see it's a female rider approaching quickly on horseback, and it's not going to take but a moment or so before she is within a hundred or so feet. Do you just do any let it, let the rider approach? Do you do anything? I'll kind of step a little off the road mm -hmm. just in case they want to sure. blast past us. And the rider adjusts as the rider now seems to be coming directly towards you. They get within a hundred feet and you see a familiar looking female. Syndra. It is not Syndra. Fuck. Well, who do you think it is there? <laughs> I got I got two possible it's her belty, my friend. I don't it's, think it's Malway. <laughs> it would either be Malway or it's the is it's, it's do I recognize oh. the individual or Well you had the highest number, right? Okay. Yeah. So you reckon everyone will recognize her when she rides up. It's not Bow Girl. It's not Bow Girl. It's uh. It's uh. The Temple Lady. Uh. 
It's not like Isabel or something? Are you kidding me? It's not. It's not Isabel. It is a figure from your past. Gorak, your face will light up with enlightenment as you see the girl that you all three rescued on session zero. (laughs) Yeah. Her name is... I have it down here. Jayella is her name. Jayella... Last name. This is great radio. <laughs> Notes. Craftfellow. Jayella Craftfellow. If you guys remember, this was your first introduction into the world and kind of a test for the characters, etc. She rides up to you the group and smiles at each one of you and says the three of you are hard to find is what she'll say looks directly to you Kelbricks Sirius says I have something for you and she will extend a leather pouch sorry if you would pass that down alright we'll take it and Open it up. Yeah. Reach inside. You will feel and see what appears to be a holy symbol. The Aww. goddess of Morgana. Oh. Bronze. Solid bronze with rubies inside the roses. Diamonds encrusted all over. It is an official looking holy symbol. And I think that is where we're going to end this chapter of our tale. Yay! Oh, she was happy I beheaded that person on the side of the She was. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Creating Grin. Follow us on your favorite podcast format every Friday as we see what happens in the next chapter in our adventurer's tale. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and comment. Help us grow. Let us know how we can improve. You can find all things Creating Grin on most platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as check us out at our website at creatinggrin.com where you can find links along with pictures, player and character descriptions, as well as campaign setting info.